investors in India sometimes get away with what what they do. And when I speak to some of my investor friends, they say it's really stupid how entrepreneurs get away with what they do sometimes you know, in terms of corporate sure. governance. Welcome to Factor Daily Outliers. Uh, it's a podcast about uh, the crazy ones uh, who are chasing their passion and reimagining the future. Each podcast is going to be a story of joy, uh, pain, failures, triumphs, uh, but everything told as it is. This is the first episode and I'm really happy to have Manish Sharma, founder of Printo uh, and an entrepreneur uh, I've always admired, you Manish. Uh, mm-hmm. And in fact, uh, <laughs> I always looked back at our uh, conversations, uh, you know, and very special one uh, as a storyteller that is uh, the story that I did not write. <laughs> so uh, without getting into the details, uh, Manish, uh, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me here. Thanks, Pankaj. Uh, you know, the first thing, uh, Manish, uh, did you ever feel like quitting doing this? Uh, uh, did I ever feel, or the question should be, how many times did I feel like quitting? Right? So, yeah, yeah. But um, I think there were one or two serious moments when I thought that, uh, yeah, maybe I need to get out of this. Right? So, yes, the short answer is yes. Mm-hmm. What were they, the long answer? Um, I think um, typically much, you know, when you're five, six years into that business, which you think that you should have built up, uh, uh, you know, in a couple of years, and it takes you five, six years to achieve that. And uh, you see that it's much harder than you thought. And uh, you say, you know, maybe the grass is green on the other side. Maybe I should just exit if I can. Maybe I should uh, try something else and uh, find someone else to run this business. So I've had those thoughts, right? And, uh, and it would be dishonest to say that those thoughts don't keep coming back. They do, they do come back every now and then, right? Uh, just as an aside today, I was reading a company's uh, you know, numbers. You know, it's in a related space in print. It's an online firm. And I said, my God, the CEO gets paid, which is something uh, you know, uh, something close to, a, you know, a big percentage of my revenue, right? <laughs> and uh, it's a significantly loss-making company, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I say, hey, maybe I should go and work for someone, yeah? Right? I'll go and work for him and he'll at least pay me a third of his salary. <laughs> yeah, so we think about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how did you deal with those moments when you were building Printo? Yeah. Well, see, while you're, yeah, I think there are two types of moments when you, uh, when you feel that going is really, really rough. Um, for me, luckily, when the going is rough from a business perspective, uh, you know, when there's a challenge, I actually get motivated. So, you know, uh, yeah, and I think a lot of us are, you know, uh, suckers for the tough path, right? <laughs> so, uh, so when things are really messy, right? And that's when the best of us comes out, right? And I think that's the easier one to manage. For me, what's been more difficult when not much is happening, right? Mm-hmm. You're neither shooting up, mm-hmm. uh, nor are you saving the company, mm-hmm. right? So, and you say, hey, listen, I'm not growing fast. Mm-hmm. And 
you that's when doubts start creeping in so i i think i'm one of those guys who you know the uh, idle mind is clearly the devil's workshop so uh, yeah and uh, and the way i uh, i've learned to cope with it i don't know if i'm uh, is you know find projects within the company which mm-hmm. i can go in and execute and you know so uh, what i typically did was uh, the last time i had this bang i went and started a uh, a separate subsidiary which is a mobile printing company right so you know you print from your, you have a app so we built a company called pi i got a couple of co-founders and we set it up and we had great fun mm-hmm. and so uh, and we rolled it into printo you know a few months ago so it was my way of reliving the initial days of an entrepreneur right and which are the most exciting <laughs> so uh, i think i now have become more aware that this is happening to me so let's do something else right let's go and find a reason to subdue this frustration right and uh, um and where printo is today it mostly happens because of um, uh, boredom perhaps sure. right rather than uh, um you, you know something that's really it's like the sky is not going to fall down on us but uh, whenever i have that i don't have a problem of quitting right i i get <laughs> motivated <laughs> with those problems uh where you are at printo yeah and the boredom that you talked about right yeah. <clears throat> are you happy with where printo is no i'm not and i think uh printo is that uh you know i'll be yeah, yeah i'll i'll give you the naked truth it was at about uh, 10% of what i thought it would be 10 years ago yeah so uh, so i'm not and i the but when i sit back and i accept this a and then i start being kinder to myself right and i say hey listen uh it's not a bad job we've done right it's uh, and it's growing and uh, maybe the expectations that you set for yourself um one realistic and i think a lot of our happiness is um based on expectations that we set for ourselves so uh if uh, and as entrepreneurs we tend to set unrealistic expectations right so it's good to go and correct that so um so i'm answering this you know perhaps a follow on question that how do i deal with it you know and i think i deal with it by uh correcting myself looking at the positives mm-hmm. and um, now when i look at business mm-hmm. uh, e- when i put on the next 10 year hat mm-hmm. i i think i'm going to be less foolish in setting the you know setting my own expectations and hence perhaps happier you know, at the end of it so uh, um, so i don't know if i answered your question mm-hmm. you know where i gave two answers but uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's a yes and no no it, it does answer it and it yeah. like you said it is naked truth uh one of the things that stands out in all our conversations is your experience with the investor <laughs> uh and that's the core yeah do you want to touch upon it like what that really means or meant for you as a founder uh as an individual right right um you know surprisingly pankaj this is not a um, uh, for me this is a part of the journey it uh, i i don't think it really shook me up completely uh, or you know it uh, 
it was a near-death experience because of the so i you know i just feel that uh, hey this was a known devil <laughs> i should have known that this happens um yeah there were some experiences which are completely undesirable when i look back i said uh, hey, it's really stupid that um investors in india sometimes get away with what what they do and when i speak to some of my investor friends they say it's really stupid how entrepreneurs get away with what they do sometimes you know, in terms of corporate sure. governance right so um if, so i don't think it's been uh, as difficult and i think uh, today when i look back i say hey we all made mistakes right um and i do see that uh, some investors uh, will make more mistakes than the other some will be less honest than the other and um, you just play the cards that you're dealt with and um, uh, the i think what i'm more passionate about is is ensuring that everybody knows about this right because it's important to have that information that besides the uh, the gamble of entrepreneurship right there is also a factor of uh, a, you know not sticking to your word which kind of skews the entire field and especially against the entrepreneur if you're a young and small entrepreneur right so uh, um, i think that's where uh, if at all i would love you know that's what i talk about and i say hey, be careful about that and uh, i think the ecosystem's already maturing right so yeah, people are going to be careful uh, when they sign agreements uh, and when they uh, when they talk about dishonoring contracts there'll be a second thought no uh, if there are three things that you would like entrepreneurs to look at when they're dealing with an investor uh, what would be they you know i i think one is uh, you know a try not to deal with an investor uh, <laughs> you end it right there b uh you know try to see if he's a you know uh, he's a reasonable bloke you like right as a he <coughs> as a person yeah. right yeah. somebody you gel with yeah. vibe with and um, not somebody you're trying to make a sale to right he needs to appreciate your business more than you do right from a different angle right so i think that's extremely important um so that set, sets an equal you know playing field right and uh, i think these two things are extremely important right um and third is uh, don't expect um you know advice value add and as soon as a guy says he gives you a lot of value add you got to run away right <laughs> no it's like a salesman coming in and trying to tell you there are 20 features of this uh, uh, remote control right and you know he used to come home and try to sell things to your mom and dad right? especially moms when there was nobody at home and you know sell some fancy yeah. electronic item or today what do you see on naftol yeah. so uh, yeah so avoid that right? these three things is what i would say uh I think ever since you started talking very openly about that episode a lot of entrepreneurs would have reached out to you so so it's one thing to stand up and speak the naked truth like you call it uh but how do you deal with this positioning of hey you know this is the guy who uh who took them on or who I mean let's go and learn from him and how do you deal with this new positioning is um, it tough easy what it is like okay. I don't think it's been tough okay. at all I I think uh, it's been um, uh, you know for me it's been surprising the number of people who reached out to me because uh, I didn't expect this to be as rampant sure. right and it's uh, 
not just with uh, large funds, even small funds, uh, some well-known funds. And um, we, so I actually was very happy to be in a position to help them, right? Because uh, I wish I was in that position at some time, right? <laughs> I was in their position and I could get help, you know, that didn't really happen to me. So um, I think it's, uh, yeah. And I don't think there's any conversation with any entrepreneur where when they thank me, I say, no, no, I've learned something from you as well, because I would have learned something about their business. Yeah. I would have learned something different, if not today, not in that conversation, some other conversation. And I think entrepreneurship and you know our whole ecosystem should be about learning from each other, yeah. subtly, without talking down <laughs> to anybody, right? Because uh, I'm sure tomorrow morning, I might make a massive mistake, right? <laughs> so we got to remember as entrepreneurs, we are always going to do that. So I don't think I consider myself in any superior position out there. Um, uh, I think I've also dealt with the investors who said, "Why did you do this?" Mm. Right? You know, you know, we don't. I remember meeting an investor who said, "Look, I'd love to invest in you. Incidentally, I don't want to land up on the front page." Uh, and uh, and I said, "Look, I don't go out uh, trying to land up on the front page that way. But uh, you know, it's uh, it's healthy for the ecosystem that such news is out there." Mm. Uh, both for you know uh, news about companies where there was corporate governance issues yeah. with the entrepreneur and vice versa about you know companies uh, investors which mm -hmm. did not adhere to the contract so uh, yeah i don't think it's really <laughs> as big a deal as you're making it out to be <laughs> yeah. no uh, were there any horror stories i mean what i'm trying to understand is when when you when the entrepreneurs reached out to you yeah. what are your instances and stories that you heard and you said Boss, right? This is just not yeah. done. Yeah. Were there instances like these? Yeah, yeah. I think there Could were. Would you pick right? one or two yeah. as anecdotes without? I remember uh, one very young company, right? Uh, we, you know, the entrepreneur reaching out to me and saying, "Hey, I've decided to wrap this up. Things have not moved on." Yeah. He spent five years in that business. Must have uh, was promised a couple of crores. <laughs> Finally, was given only a little less than a crore. Uh, the money is over. He's been working hard for five years and he says, okay, I just want to go in and take up a job and I'm done with this and close this down. And uh, the investor said, you can't get out of this place unless you pay us our money back. And wow. I said, what? You know, do you understand this is an equity investor? What shocked me was as much as the you know uh, the ridiculousness of the investor but i can expect them to have this duplicity sure, right sure. Uh, a, but the naivety of the entrepreneur mm. saying buddy you don't owe them anything mm. and then i realized that this our ecosystem is yet evolving and we've got this uh, maybe this guy was just like a lot of us right this middle class issue of uh, equities like debt right mm. and he says i got to give this back and it took me a lot of time explaining to him, you're not obliged to give them this back to them. And he was not even calling me for help on that side. He was saying that, how do I, should I give them part of my salary, which I'm going to make over the next four, five years? Oh. How am I going to structure this? How <laughs> he wasn't saying, how do I get out of this? Mm. <laughs> and when I told him, buddy, you need to get out of this, right? He is a guy who's not drawn a salary from many years of those five years, right? And this is what investors asked them to, and investors were getting away with this, right? Uh, uh, so uh, I think, yeah, and this was a well-known fund, so I was shocked. Right? Mm -hmm. The other thing that was rampant is uh, how uh, investors, along with the entrepreneurs, made a plan and said, let's go and, you know, let's just set all the engines at fire, let's move on, right? Let's uh, 
uh, fire this up, step on the pedal, and then after some time, uh, he just suddenly said, hey, listen, uh, there's no money available. And during those times, said, no, no, money is always going to be available, don't worry, right? Before that, I think that was a challenge, which, mm -hmm. I, uh, which I kept seeing. The amount of, I must have had seven or eight such instances, yeah. where they said they pulled back the money when they promised it, right? And uh, I didn't know whether to call the investor a cheat or the entrepreneur uh, naive, right? To, mm -hmm. um, a, you know, to say, hey, where's the agreement? Where's it? In some of these cases, this wasn't an agreement. So uh, I think without going into some of the specific cases, sure. it might be difficult, but uh, sure. I was shocked, especially at the early, very early stage, mm. the mm. seed stage. Uh, That's yeah, scary. Guys who, you know, it was scary. That's really and scary. Um, one, of another incident was sure. from a you know, Bangalore company itself, where <coughs> the guy uh, uh, was doing a $4 million profitable business, uh, and he grew it to $6 million profitable business. And he took it online, worked with a very large VC to on an online business, which required him to shut off his physical business, his profitable business, and uh, wow. take the revenue down to zero. And he raised the money on this plan, which the, on, which the uh, VC wanted him to execute. When he took it down to zero, and he realized that I'll need a little more money than what I calculated, and the VC said, no, but no way you're getting that money. No kidding, really? What? Yes, yeah. <laughs> and this guy was furious, completely furious, right? And he met me, and I said, "Buddy, you you've made enough for yourself, He's, and you're looking for advice from me." And then I realized he wasn't looking for advice; he was just furious, and he wanted to speak to somebody about it. Went it out, right? So, uh, um, and you know, I, I was shocked as well, and yeah, yeah. Uh, he. Luckily, things have, he's been able to buy out some of their stock and uh, make it a little more uh, equitable, but, uh, eh, but such stories kept coming up. Yeah. So th this is clearly a topic that, that we must keep alive. Yep. And so, you know, guys, if you're listening in, I mean, write us an email at uh, outliers at factordaily.com and we'll ensure that Manish and I sit together again <laughs> and try and answer some of the specific questions uh, Mm -hmm. that uh, you could you know post to us uh, you know before we sign off uh, manish you know just uh, I, I have known y y you uh, your wife lalna uh, uh, a little uh, only heard uh, you know uh, about her from you how is it building uh, company how is it entrepreneurial journey uh, when you have a co-founder a partner like that i mean is there a playbook <laughs> for that yeah yeah that's interesting um, I think it's uh, it's it can be fairly difficult. Mm -hmm. I think we had it easier because mm -hmm. we don't have kids, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, printer was our baby in that sense. Mm -hmm. right? uh, he, but uh, at the same time, you know, it we realize after a few years that doesn't give you any room to relax, right? Mm -hmm. So you're talking work at work, and you're talking work at home, mm -hmm. right? So uh, so you should infuse some relaxation, you know, <laughs> artificially in some way or yeah. the other. And I think uh, that's the tough part. But, um, he, but we were so culturally aligned on the business, right? It was good fun, mm -hmm. right? Uh, we were always solving problems mm -hmm. and he, he, you know, always talking about work. And yeah. a lot of our friends were irritated. But, you know, we used to come directly from the shops uh, and we used to always show up at every friend's dinner in our uniform, right? So, <laughs> he, so I, I think it was, in hindsight, it was much more fun, yeah. uh, you know, than what we... 
uh, yeah, we make it out to be, we always tease each other that man, it was impossible to work with the other person. But uh, I think it's fun, as long as you can keep the fun on, yes. right, it's great. Yes. Uh, the day it starts changing, right, recognize mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. very quickly and do something about it. Because, uh, so I would say that the one pact we had was we will disengage from each other very quickly, right? Okay. We'll disengage from this. We won't do this business for life together, mm. right? Mm. So five mm. years, seven years max. And mm. uh, actually I'd said five years. And then at the end of the sixth uh, year, Lalna started disengaging mm. and she's here on the board mm. and we found a replacement and, you know, and that's how we did it. So I think that kind of worked out nice, uh, for nice. us. Thanks, Manish. You know, this is the first episode uh, for uh, Factor Daily Outliers. Yeah. And we couldn't have started uh, with a better, <laughs> you know, person to talk to. And uh, guys, uh, like I said, uh, send us an email, uh, outliers at factordaily.com uh, and look us up on Twitter. Uh, thanks thanks so much, Manish. Yeah, yeah, thank you we very take much. Care. Yeah, take care. Bye.